Hey guys, welcome to Electronic Dance Money, your number one business resource for making money as electronic musicians and producers. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Electronic Dance Money. I am your host, Christian Casito. I hope you are all doing well today. We're going to be jumping right into today's episode. We got a solo one today. It's been a while. We've had a lot of uh, great guests and potentially some more really good guests coming soon in the future. Uh, But you guys are solo with me today. And we are going to be talking about how to identify what is working uh, in terms of your content strategy or any content that you're putting out as a producer um, or a DJ or whatever you're doing in the music world. How do you how do you find out if what you're doing actually works, especially when you're just starting or you really just don't have a, a big audience, right? So we're really talking about anyone who may have 2,000 followers or less. What do you do when you're creating content and how do you ensure that you're not wasting your valuable time or energy coming up with ideas and building content and putting it out? Because I think for most of us, that is a big concern, right? If we're we're creating content and we're trying to put ourselves out there, we are already short on time in terms of having a day job and needing to write music and do sound design and try to book shows and connect and network. And then on top of that, we need to be creating content and put that out there and hope for the best that it is the right content that our audience wants um, or that works with our our identity or our brand. We don't want to waste that precious time. So we're going to be talking about how to identify what works. First, you really, I mean, step one in identifying what works is going to be figuring out what your actual identity is or your story. We've talked in recent episodes about storytelling, um, how to tell the hero's journey and what different types of storytelling premises there are within marketing. So if you need a recap on that, I'll put that in the show notes. I can't remember the name of the episode off the top of my head. The first thing is identifying your story or your identity. And the key takeaway here isn't to necessarily craft something that you don't enjoy and that you think other people are going to enjoy. Because again, when you're talking about authenticity and making something unique to yourself, if you're forcing something upon uh, your identity and your audience, People may sniff that out or eventually it will be sniffed out Um, unless you're, you know, a massive record label that has millions of dollars to back an artist where you can kind of create, create a character out of nothing and you just have to find someone that fits that mold and is willing to play along with that character. It's tough to find stuff that is going to actually work for you. So uh, you need to like dig deep, find what interests you. What do you enjoy? Do you like being dark and moody and emo and like build an identity off of that? Do you like being posh and chic and, you know, luxurious? Do you want to look cool and represent that, that brand identity? Um, do you want to be funny? Do you want to create comedy stuff? Do you enjoy comedy and you want to make people laugh? 
these are all identities that you need to kind of sift through and look at and find what you like. Do you like horror, right? Do you write dubstep or hell you don't even need to necessarily write dubstep because I think that's the key takeaway here is your identity doesn't necessarily need to match the music. In some instances, yes, and others no, but whatever interests you is what is key. Um, now I wouldn't put like, you know, horror with trance music necessarily. I don't know how that would work, but that doesn't mean it can't work. Right. Cause there are trance fans that love horror. Um, I'm one of them. I love trance. I love horror. So there could potentially be a way to fit that in and maybe even mesh your music in to have some really dark elements to it. But there are, there are key things that you really enjoy that you're able to kind of blend into your identity and craft this this really cool narrative through your content about that thing that really interests you. You know, I'm I'm I built this Lush Puppy project with Paxton. We are both huge comedy fans and we really have fun sitting down writing stupid stuff and coming up with stupid funny ideas, filming it, editing it, and it it works. And so you first need to find the thing that interests you. And then you can start to craft an idea of what you want that to represent. If it's something that you're truly passionate about and you love and you enjoy and you want to show that with the world and spread it, then the art you're going to create out of that will more than likely be good. Um, Maybe it's not great to begin with, but you can mesh it into something that's really great. And this is where you're going to want to start branching into step two, which is actually creating these small pieces of content that represent that story or that identity that you kind of want to attach to your brand and who you are as an artist. I've said it many times before. You think Dylan Francis and immediately you go to like funny comedy videos. You think someone like Excision and it's kind of like this machine futuristic like robotic stuff like that that's an identity that he has with him even just even built into the name itself um and it's it's definitely more so attached to the music again we don't necessarily need to attach this identity straight to the music it can just be the thing that fuels your fans into coming in and checking out your music and if they like it they'll stay if they don't they like the content they'll stay for the content and eventually you'll be able to win them over. You have to figure out a way to win them over. But, but the story and the identity I think should represent, uh, you know, the name and the color scheme and all, all of that fun stuff. It doesn't necessarily need to be attached to the music, just like the actual brand identity itself. In order to start creating these small pieces of content, you can do it yourself. If you want to kind of be, the constructor uh, and director and you want to you want to shoot it your way you want to edit your way do all that great you can do that there's a lot of great resources out there that can teach you how to do this you can use a phone if you have an iphone cameras are are good enough to be able to shoot decent content on figure out a way to edit that in a style that matches with the thing that you're going for it's pretty important to to make sure it's small pieces because this can turn out to be a lot of work if you're doing it yourself. So anything that's 15 seconds to 45 seconds long, maybe a minute, I think that's short enough. It's bite size enough that people consume it and um, enjoy it. And it's not like 
They don't have to sit through a 10 minute thing. It doesn't you're not making a short film, right? You're creating like promo content or whatever you're trying to promote, whether it's just uh, getting more reach and impressions and telling people, hey, I am this thing over here, or you're actually promoting a, a work of art, right? Uh, a track, a mix, a, a show, a, a podcast, whatever it is that you're trying to create, uh, you're just either promoting that or you're trying to drive awareness. Figure out if you want to be the one that's developing all this content and start doing the research. Otherwise, you're going to need to find someone who you can work really well with to develop this content. And you want to find someone who's going to be just as passionate about it as you are. So when you explain the project to them, they have an interest. They have ideas. They, they want to build it with you. And if you can find that person, uh, it, it's going to help you out a lot in terms of the creative process and being on the same wavelength and not needing a bunch of changes made um, or fighting ideas of what the what the vision is, right? You can find someone who's going to be able to direct the vision in the right way and edit it the right way so that it's done the way you want it to be done. And it identifies with the thing that you're trying to do. And this is going to help with relating to other individuals as well. Many of us don't necessarily have that directorial vision to be able to shape something uh, in the way that we want to see it with content. Not saying that's not you. There are definitely people out there that can do it. There are people listening to this podcast that can do it. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not you want to do it or you really actually are able to do it. So if you can't do it, find that person, find that content person that is able to shoot what you want, how you want it, but has the vision in mind to be able to either like shoot it in a specific way, give you recommendations or edit the video in the way uh, that you're envisioning it to be developed. Once you find that person, more than likely they are going to cost money. And it's uh, it's probably going to be anywhere from eight hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. Um, it also depends on the length of this, right? If we're doing, if you're doing like a two minute video, maybe it's around that price point. Maybe it's a little less for thirty seconds. Who knows? You need to figure out what that cost is uh, and talk to multiple people. Like this is something. This is similar to you know, if you get diagnosis with something. Uh, you want to go check with multiple doctors to make sure it is accurate and they all kind of say the same thing and then you you can make your decision 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 off that. It's it's the same way, like interview multiple creators uh, or content creators or videographers, photographers, whoever you're talking to, get an idea for who they are, um, see if they're interested, find someone that's already interested in your genre uh, and and if they have a cool vision in mind for what you're wanting to do, then that's probably the person you want to go with and save up, like save up to do this sort of work with them and maybe save up to do like two or three pieces so you can test out multiple things. But the point is, is you need to create the content. So develop some sort of budget with this person and figure out some way that you can create this piece of art together. Um, and get it done, get it created. Now, once you have it created, 
this is where we're going to get into the side of things where we're uh, identifying if what you've done is actually going to work. We had Philip Roeder on a, you know, a few episodes ago, and he talked a lot about promoting releases and what that strategy uh, should usually look like. And I do agree with him on many of his points. You know, he talked about uh, talking about the story of the project and those involved in interviewing them and sharing their story of why they went in specific directions and to not really hold, you know, don't, don't run for the ad immediately. And I do, I do agree with that. Um, especially when you're promoting a bunch of releases or you have releases lined up and you want to get the most out of it. I don't think just like running an ad is the best way to, to really go about, uh, promoting every single release and just sticking with ads. But I do think ads are a really, 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 really great way to test what you're creating and find out if it actually works. Because if it works for a small scale audience and you're getting the data back that that says to you, hey, this is working, you're onto something, you can either scale that ad up and put more money into it, or you at least have an idea of what direction you need to go. And you know that, okay, this is a good, like, I'm on to something. I need to keep creating things like this. I need to make them better, um, improve upon different, whatever things you may need to improve upon. But the point is, is you need to keep creating that style of content, that similar style of content. Uh, now, you may get lucky and you may create something so well done that you can just post it without needing to run ads and it goes viral. Now that's, you know, virality is the, the, the organic way of reach telling you you're onto something, you've got it, keep going. Many of us will not create that viral piece of content. It's there, there's so many people creating content, so many people trying to create viral content that the odds of you actually being able to create the viral piece of content are very slim. Again, some of you listening can probably do it and will probably end up accidentally doing it. But I think that's a key word here is accident. Most of that viral piece of content uh, that you see is mostly an accident, right? There wasn't a whole lot of backing behind it. It just kind of naturally happened for the most part. Um, but for for most of us, when we have a small audience, and you know, I said maybe less than 2,000 uh, followers, but you could probably argue less than 10,000 is, is pretty small. Um, and so you, you could still test this out, um, on your natural audience, your organic audience that currently follows you, but then also, uh, through some ads. So one of the best directions you can follow, um, is either running TikTok ads or Instagram ads. Uh, Instagram ads are a little more straightforward, really easy to do, and you can do them on your phone. This allows for like really simple access to the ad platform, build something very quickly without needing to know a bunch of, uh, PPC advertising, uh, knowledge or how Facebook's ad system works. You don't need a lot of information, right? We're not we're not necessarily running these ads to get someone to go to a landing page, to sign up for an email list or purchase a product. We're not really doing that. We're just using ads as a tool to identify if the content we're creating works or if we need to shift focus. 
Um, this is, and you know, stating it in this way, it may, for some of you, it may make sense to create the content yourself and do it for free and kind of figure out different systems and just make it look good enough that you can post it and people, it might draw people's attention. It doesn't have to be the best looking thing, right? Especially if we're small, we just need something. We just need to find out if this has traction. So going that the route of doing it yourself is going to be much cheaper. It's may or may not be faster, probably will be in terms of you not needing to save up for a budget. But regardless, once you have the piece of content created, post it for your audience, see how they enjoy it, send it around to a number of people, see what they think, get their thoughts on it. And then once you have the actual post made, boost the post. Now, now I'm talking Instagram specifically again, because it's just very easy and straightforward to go through boost that post that you made and create your do a custom audience and target the individuals that you want to be following your page so i just did this with a recent lush puppy post where we did we had a really funny promo video for the track that i released called don't know with mike vaughn when that was posted edc was going on so i i wanted to reach people who are fans of electronic dance music um edc drum and bass fans and there was like a fourth one in there i can't remember targeting targeting both genders between the age of 18 and 40 i just threw 30 dollars at it for i think 10 days that's it nothing crazy nothing super significant and the data i got back was incredible of the of everyone that saw the post of all the impressions i had i had a 98% view rate that means 98% of individuals i think it's like they want i think it's 5 or 10 seconds of the video 98% of people that saw the ad watched a specific amount of the video enough to call it a play um and then of that 98% we had 5% of people visit uh, the lush puppy profile. And so that's a 5% conversion rate of people visiting the profile. And of that 5%, 15% of those individuals followed the account and are still following the account. These are incredible statistics, great data on ads. Uh, conversion rates are good. You have a good conversion rate when it's between like two and 4%. An okay conversion rate is like 1% to 2%, and a conversion rate that's not doing the best is like less than 1%. So we had a 98% view rate, 5% conversion rate of people visiting the page, 15% of those individuals followed the account. Incredible data. So those are your target numbers that you should be looking for. Not necessarily the ones that I just said, um, but you want like your conversion rates across the board should be above 2% about 2% or higher. That's when you know you're doing well, you have something. You may need to tweak different things to get a better conversion rate, right? Adjusting for audience, um, adjusting for age, maybe adjusting for different copy that you have on the actual post itself. We've talked about this before. You may need to test different things because it, it may not necessarily be the, that the content isn't right, but there's other things you may need to test. So don't be afraid to do those testings during that, you know, $30, $30 window. Um, or if you maybe even do like $100 and kind of do sporadic testing every five days on different things. 
test different things to verify that it's not that it's the content that's bad, but maybe the way you were targeting people was bad. But that is how you can identify, ooh, I've got it, right? When I was reviewing that data, I was talking to Pax and I was like, fuck, dude, we have something. Like we have something good here with these parody skits that we're doing. People are interested in this and we're targeting the audience of electronic music fans. So they are inherently going to enjoy the music that we're creating especially those drum and bass people, but if they laugh at the content and they think it's funny and they follow it, we've got it, right? If we scaled that ad, if we ran a thousand dollars on that ad, now the reason why I didn't scale the ad is because I didn't have the ad budget set aside for this type of project. I also didn't know if the ad was going to work. I would just want to test it. But now knowing why now know now I will come at this with a much bigger ad budget to just get a bigger reach and increase that following. Um, and again, it maybe it'll happen naturally, but for most of us, it won't. Um, or if you do do it organically and naturally, it's going to take so much longer, right? I've, I've referenced this idea before about the difference between organic reach and ad reach, right? Organic reach is like you're planting trees, fruiting trees, that in three, five years, you'll be able to pick ripe fruit from and consume it. And that is the organic reach. It takes that long. Whereas ads are like going to the grocery store. The ripe fruit is already there. Go pay a dollar to go get it. And so you have to decide which which route you want to go. Uh, for some of you, you may go the organic route and that's fine. But the, at least the the paid ad route can get you information immediately it can get you data it can get you uh feedback and results and you 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 don't have to pivot in five years where you go fuck what was i doing or even a year or six months down the road you don't have to go and eh, this isn't working i need to pivot you can find out if you need to pivot now test something else out test something out like you can just keep doing that until you find the thing where you're getting that good data and you go all right i found it this is what the identity needs to be this is the content that we need to create. And uh, the brand is now developed around this idea and you have a path forward. That is pretty much it, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I hope it drew some good insights and how to identify what works in your identity, in your brand, in your story. Head to enviousaudio.com slash episode 107 to check out the show notes. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.